All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. Put him right now for a moment in his room. Give him a treat and put him in his room. Little shit. <laughs> got me by the nose. Smug fucker. Everybody else is scared of me. Scared of me. This nigga don't know. Nigga, don't pay no fucking attention to me because he's so pretty, motherfucker. I can already tell where this episode's going. Nice. Class heavy already. I'm not going to cuss. I'll be a good No, no, please. Curse. We super real. That's what we're here for. I'm ready. We play them games. Okay, let's get in it. Ladies and gentlemen of, of, of QS Ology, okay, based on that energy, people warned that this episode just might top the Jesus and Miro episode as the most realist, <laughs> most <and> Q- problematic, <laughs> and the most realist in QLS history. And I'm here for it. I'm manifesting yes. it. Again, this is Questlove Supreme, your uh, your nerd paradise of sometimes awesome and occasionally useless uh, information uh, or education. <laughs> Our uh, our two brethren, uh, unpaid Bill and 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 Sugar Steve are, I, I guess you could say they're holding down their uh, illustrious careers right now, so they won't be joining us. Uh, so this is going to be a powwow uh, with. Uh, hello, Laya, how you doing? You're in uh, LA right now. I was waiting for you to say with the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, Fonte. Yes. I'm Hello. in LA. What up? What up? Yes. What up? This, yes. it, we, what up? we the OJs. We're a trio today. <laughs> we are. And oh, what a trio. <laughs> um, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I will say that our illustrious guest is indeed. Okay. So since the title is somewhat self-proclaimed, uh, it was the title of her first memoir, which was The Mother of Black Hollywood. I would like to say that probably that title for her might be somewhat reductive because i feel that she's more than just the mother of black hollywood you know for a woman of of, or human of her stature and i don't believe in numbers sometimes especially when like is trying to remind me how old i am but i will say that for over four decades our guest has been going strong in in ways that you know her contemporaries can't even uh compete with 
And um, I will say that she is she has conquered and taken every medium by storm. I'm going to I had to write them all down. So let's go with it. You be musical 1979 pre Broadway uh, dream girls where she was uh, the, the title of, of Effie White. Um, uh, Bette Midler's background singers were called harlots, right? I yeah. believe so. Yes, she yeah. was a a, a a harlot in 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 Bette Midler's uh, uh, show. Um, she's landed many a scene stealing moment in practically every show that she's ever be it TV or movies. Name them: Murphy Brown, uh, Dream On. I Ooh. love Dream On. That's one of my Me favorite too. shows. Yeah. In Living Color, uh, Rock, Hang with Miss Cooper, A Different World. She was I... on Helen on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Come on. Uh, she was Dean Davenport on Different World. Tina Turner's mom and what's love got to do with it. Yo, she was even in Friends. I didn't know that more than a third black, black people. Yeah. Right. I, I didn't even know that black people weren't friends. Uh, Lucky's mom in Poetic Justice. Yo, the way she tells him to shut the fuck up <laughs> in Poetic Justice is my favorite. That is my favorite use of shut the fuck up I ever heard. Anyway, name it. Dead Presidents, Girl Six, The Preacher's yeah. Wife, The Temptations, yeah. Castaway, Strong Medicine, Pixar's Cars. She was uh, Tony's mom and girlfriend's uh, Beaches. family reunion. Right. Yeah. Beat the Browns. Joanna Man. That's so Raven. Boston Legal. Uh, Princess and the Frog. Think like a man. Baggage claim. Uh, a gazillion animated voiceovers. Yo, she's yeah. even Erica's mom in the on and on video. She's so wow. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Yes. And I'm wearing my body shirt right now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she was even in this 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 unknown local syndicated production of some show called Blackish. You guys might have heard of it. Um, she has written two very informative books on her life. She's the reason why I believe in audiobooks. Before, I'm not saying I was one of those snobs that was like, oh, you know, you know, those people are like, oh, the, the, the book is better. You know, you, you, you see the movie and they're like, oh, the book is better. And then there are people that book shame me because I don't have a tangible thing to read and they're like well you're not reading the book you should listen to audio but no during the pandemic i've read like 70 books more i'm more educated than i've ever been um ladies and gentlemen this this introduction has been 10 minutes long please welcome <laughs> and we still haven't finished with her discography yeah dude it's, it's just too much to name even disney rides with her voice in it please welcome to quest love supreme jennifer lewis thank you for coming hi I'm everybody happy. hello hello, hello. hello. Welcome. Yes. Mm. It's great to be here. It's great to be here. I, gotta... I, I'm loving all of these conversations about the book and my career. Um, might as well get it out of the way. I, I just received. I just received my star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes, yes. you did. Congratulations. I, I am still flying high from it. Right before the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I went on one of my trips around the world. I went to Angkor Wat in Cambodia. Mm. I took a helicopter through the Himalayan mountain range and set my eyes on Mount Everest. I'm trying to say that without crying. What was that experience like? Well, let me give you this story. Hit me. It was one of the most beautiful moments of the trip. The captain of it's a private jet. Abercrombie and Kent, it does these trips around the world. And because I only get so much time free, I have to get on a 
jet like that, you know, and go and do as much as I can. I'm trying to see the entire world before my knees give out. I don't want to go to Machu Picchu <laughs> and say, oh, the Incas were up there. No, bitch, I'm climbing this motherfucker. You climbed it? I just. <laughs> she what, will. What, Machu no, I climbed Anchor Wat just now. And wow. I had this little Jordanian boy take me up Petra in Jordan, the hills mm. of Moses. Most beautiful mm. thing I've ever seen in my life. You understand me? I have seen the cultural treasures of this world. The uh, Grand Mosque in Abu Dhabi. I just took a, I just played camel polo in Dubai and took a helicopter over all those islands, the palm trees and the crowns. And, and I uh, also, this is what happened. The captain of uh, the, pi the pilot said, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll look off to the right of the plane, I believe I see the peaks of the Himalayan mountain range. And there was, uh, there was Everest sitting above the cumulonimbus clouds. And I said, as I was filming outside of the plane, I just was saying to myself, there was a yoga teacher right next to me, one of the passengers. And she overheard me say, dear God, I've wanted to climb to the top of that mountain since I was 13 years old. And she looked at me and said, look at you now. You're above it. Shit. God damn. I went. <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw it with my own eyes, you know, they put the helicopter down at 11,000 feet and we only have seven minutes to take pictures of Everest and that whole world of the base camp at the base of Everest. It was unbelievable. It was it was stunning. It was mm. majesty. It was God itself. You understand me, a little colored girl from Kenlock, Missouri, mm -hmm. who ate dirt as a little girl and set a little booty on a wooden hole to shit in 19 below zero in St. Louis, Missouri. We went on to India, Kathmandu, and I stood in front of the Taj Mahal. It was an unbelievable trip. And then to come back to the United States mm -hmm. and become a part of a cultural treasure <clears throat> in Hollywood. It's been a ride, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you, I walk around in a state of grace. I never gave 100%, y'all. I gave 2,000 because I didn't know how right. not to. I was born with this charisma and this gift, and I have tried to honor it all my life. It's been a hell of a ride with my bipolar disorder, but I contained it. I stayed, as I said, in the ceremony, accepting the star. It was not the work I did in, on camera and on stage that mm -hmm. has put this broad smile on my face that defines my success. It was the work I did off. It was the journaling. It was the therapy. It was after five years agreeing to get on medication. I don't want to ever push medication, but mm -hmm. I take it. And when I talk like this, I tell everybody, this ain't the truth. This is my truth. This is my story. This is my song. So if you ask me, I'm going to tell you, this is how I did it. 
and look at me now. I did it. This is already the greatest episode of, of <laughs> in the five year history. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were talking about um, medication with your bipolar disorder, what uh, led to the decision to get on it after years of not being on? What, how did you make that decision? Let me tell you something. Human beings change for two reasons and two reasons only. Because we are habitual creatures. One is a deadly disease. Two, you just got to get tired. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. It wears you out, right? Like it, it will wear you out to continue mm -hmm. a habit over and over and over again. And see, I had a sex addiction. Mm -hmm. And little girl, there's only so much sex you can have, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing about the medication. It took my therapist five years for me to come to that uh, decision because I thought it would take my edge. I, had, I told her, I said, look, I, I'm Jennifer motherfucking Lewis, bitch. I don't need no goddamn medication. Mm. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Well, Miss Lewis, yes, there was something wrong. I was not happy. The mania of bipolar disorder is dangerous. You understand? I do. You, you do dumb shit like speed in a car. And you're not thinking that you could hit a whole van full of children. Come on now. I don't do road rage no more because mm -hmm. a friend of mine said to me once when I flipped somebody out, I flipped somebody off when I was younger. My friend turned to me, Jennifer, and said, Jennifer, oh, what if that person's mother just died and they just heard about it? Mm -hmm. And you and you telling them to go fuck themselves. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with you? I never, I, I now, baby, I let people go. Somebody's got to say something to stop you from ruining your life. And I say to everybody, with 7.6 billion people on this planet, you've got to ask for help. Somebody's there. Mm -hmm. Don't you dare spend your life in those dark rooms like I did. You wake your ass up. Sometimes when I wake up, I have to pull on sojourner skirt. Sometimes I have to say, Harry, where you at? Sometimes I have to pull up Mandela's photograph to remind myself of how fragile his shoulders were and that I'm standing on them. You don't go to South Africa and go over to that island and see that cell huh, and not walk out of there and come home and say, I owe. You don't get to do. You got to give back, Jenny. You got to tell the world what you've seen. Don't you dare. We are as sick as our secrets. So don't keep none. God damn it, you tell somebody. I don't care what it is. And if they don't listen, go tell somebody else. Go ahead, babe. Uh, another question, great question I had um, in regards to you talk about your sex addiction. How did you determine what was the line of demarcation between, OK, I'm a person who enjoys sex versus, OK, this is an addiction? Child, when you start picking up men, I was so bold in my shit and I was so I, well, I know I still am, but I was not. Honey, I was a brick house. A motherfucker couldn't touch me in my 20s. I was so pretty. I got this. Brick house. Like, what you talking I got, about? OK, I'll take it. 
But yeah. I had I have skin like a baby's ass. Mm-hmm. And I was, honey, I was at the top of my game. I was on Broadway. Right. I was gorgeous. I had that thin ass waistline. I still got it. But I needed to come down from those Broadway shows. When you mm. get a standing ovation, you think you you think somebody wants it to end? No. So oh, I went adoration. and so I went and did another show in my bedroom, you see. With more adoration. Like, let me t- yes, yes, and let me tell you something. You get tired. You get tired. I didn't think about because of the mania, I wasn't thinking of the dangers of that. Taking a strange man to your house. I don't know if y'all might be too young to remember Mr. Goodbar, the movie with Diane Keaton. It's too oh, yeah. much. It's too- <laughs> Wait, when we first got cable, my parents would like, <laughs> whenever that came on, it's like, go to your room, Amir. I'm like, what is this, Mr. Goodbar? I'm thinking it's like, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. Well, it was dangerous. And let me tell y'all something. I never thought I'd run around quoting the Constitution. Mm. But I understand this. And it is my motto. We all have a right to the pursuit of happiness. I wanted to be happy. I was depressed for many years and didn't even know it. They didn't Mm -hmm. have words like bipolar. Shit. I went on Oprah. Long time ago, told them 60 million people I was bipolar. I lied. I'm tripolar in these streets. <laughs> okay? <laughs> New shit. I am tripolar. New shit. There's another pole over there. But listen, you have to be in it to win it. I gave up many times in my career, but I didn't quit. You hear me? I didn't quit. Yeah. I tell these kids, you must dream the dream and focus only on that so that you can be well with your soul. You know what? I'm glad you said that because, okay. So I too was trying to figure out, and here's, you know, the disclosure is yes. I mean, I've been in and out of, not in and out of, I mean, I've, you know, I've had a therapist, I guess you can say, in and out. I've been doing therapy for like 30 years, but you know, the thing is when the pandemic came mm-hmm. really, I, you know, again, like I don't feel like, I feel like a person shouldn't have to be at rock bottom to make the change. So that's why I'm really glad the pandemic happened because mm-hmm. it wasn't a rock bottom moment, but that was definitely a, somewhat of a, a paradigm shift for me in taking mental health seriously and all those things but you mentioned something and i noticed that probably the time that i might be liable to get in an argument i mean not a fight not like pugilism or anything but there's a moment after i get off stage where i can't describe the feeling and you you said that and i was like oh so i'm not i you know i just thought like well amir Sometimes you're just an asshole after the 30 minutes after a root show. It's almost like after a root show, I purposely look for a place to just sit silent and literally come down. And I can't explain it. And the thing is, is like right after a show, that's when people are pulling for you. And Amir, let's talk. Right. And I can't explain. And the thing is, it's like because these people aren't entertainers, it's hard to really explain to them. 
the process I go through, which is kind of why it's almost like an that that feeling of when you're done a show and that high you feel is such a a, a descriptionless addiction that I can't describe that I figured out that for the at least the last 30 years I've been doing DJ gigs after the root show because I love music and because I love DJ, but basically I need to slowly come down off that high of normalcy. So usually after root show, I will DJ for three hours. So that way I don't have to talk to people. I'm playing music and I come down. But and sometimes when I'm not DJing, I wonder what that is. And I thought I was the only person going through that. Cause again, if you I feel weird in talking about the mental health space thing and have my occupation, because I always feel like people look at me like, oh, here's the world's tiniest violin. Like if people are in a certain profession, they might not they might feel unworthy of having problems or whatnot. Like people might not at this point, the world knows entertainers have trauma, right? I'm just <clears throat> let me interject here. Yes, yes, please, please. Yeah. First of all, we are not normal creatures. Yeah, right. Man. Right. We are artists. Mm-hmm. We are different. Are we better or worse than anyone? No. We just are who we are. And we form who? We form the artistry. It's like Lena Simone said, mm, an artist's duty is to speak to the times. Mm-hmm. Nina Simone didn't hide her pain. And Nina Simone laid it on the piano. We have to learn where to put that quest. You have to put that somewhere. You have to compartmentalize that. You expressed it beautifully. It's called a glory train, love. You hear me talking to you? It's a glory train. And nobody can stay on that train too long. You got to come off. You got to get in the grass and you got to surround yourself with nature and have that gratitude. It is a gratitude moment. So use it for that. You don't have to go crazy. Most people go and get drunk and party and carry on. Okay, you get a couple of those a month, but then sit the fuck down and talk about those feelings. Mm-hmm. Write them down so that the next time you feel it, you have something to balance it. Nobody's coming with the answer. Nobody's coming with a recipe. You got to pay attention to the self. It is the journey within that will get you where you need to be because what you will discover hmm, is how short life is. Yeah. Listen That's to part. me. That's you want to know how you want to know how I live? I live like I got 5 minutes left. What if what if you had 5 fucking minutes left? Who would you call? Hmm. Think about that shit. What if? And I live like that. I ain't gonna lie to you. Sometimes it's something as as like when my assistant leaves, I want to swim. But the shadows have come over the pool. So it gets a little chilly. 
And I stand there and go, oh, I don't want to get in this pool. Jenny, hmm. get in the fucking pool and relax yourself. You got to talk to yourself. But guess why I got in the pool? Because when I woke up, I wrote it down. You will yeah. swim today. See, ah. you got, that's what living on purpose is about. You can't go willy-nilly through this bitch. It'll yeah. eat you alive. Yo, this you is what. You gotta know that you are in charge. Write the shit down. You write your story. Instead of, like I said, going willy-nilly, skipping, tiptoeing through the fucking tulips. That's what Yo. life is. Like, look. Life is not a rehearsal. Live this bitch. Can I just say real quick? Excuse yes. me. Let me let me just say this. I, I, and I, I hate to be all corny and go to the book that you have out, the walking in your joy. But I just realized, am I saying that right? Walking in your joy? Yes, walking in my joy. In, in my, my joy. joy. Um, but it's so interesting because a lot of people write books and they say things. But I like that you have some real practical things like what you just said to Amir about living in those five minutes. And then you wrote something else that caught me. And you said, when you're feeling down... You come up with a song about your, how much you love yourself and how much people love you. That's and right. I, I'm realizing, although I haven't finished the book, can people like the pen that like you pretty much got little workable jewels in here? Not just like, girl, live your best life. It's actually like, yeah. no. It's actionable advice. Exactly. Exactly. But but here's the work. The work is how am I going to live my best life? Right. And that's See, what I'm And that's the work. That's what you write down in the morning. Y'all, uh, Quest, I don't know if you know, but when I wrote The Mother of Black Hollywood, I started writing in a journal in the seventh grade. You want to know why? Why? Because I knew I was going to be a star and I would need my book. <laughs> that's seventh grade. Continuously. I am 65. There are 67 journals upstairs. <gasps> hey. Oh, I'm so jealous. That is, oh, why don't we do this? Why don't, why don't we start and stop? And oh, I got about six. God so, damn it. So the <laughs> details. Oh, that's she's why so the right. mother Black Hollywood is so it's, good because of the details. I can tell you that I had hot apple pie a la mode with oh. Shirley Ralph on this date. Damn. You see? You see, yeah, you see, yeah, so yeah. nothing is wasted. Live your life. And when I got into therapy the first time, my therapist looked at me when I told her I'd written all those journals. She said, that's what saved your life, little girl. Mm, I believe it. I wow. didn't know I was saving my life. Yeah. But that journal served in me learning at an early age. I didn't even know I was doing it. Mm. to be in charge of me and leave other people alone. Child, people come and go for a season. Let it go. Mm -hmm. When they're no longer a reflection of you, you're not going to be comfortable around them. If the toxic shit is going on, the lies and the chaos, child, get the fuck out of there. You wait there. There are many rooms to go to. There are many mm. cities. All you got to do is leave the room. Fuck out of there. Shit's simple. Don't sit there with all that drama and shit. See, practical so things boring. that you can use. It's so boring. It's boring. I said the greatest sin is somebody to say, oh, I'm bored. Bitch, then I have my money. All right, y'all. 
You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, so of course, like in the last two years is the most that I've heard black people speaking on finding joy, finding their 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 mental health and all those things. Because previously it was a secret. I would never like in 2011, mm-hmm. I would never share with nobody that like mm-hmm. um, I'm it's trauma attached to that, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you don't want to share like, oh, people think I'm crazy or whatever. The thing is, is that I know that for black people, their go to answer was always. The church, yes. especially of an older, you know, I was born in 71. I know mm-hmm. you were born before I was 57 mm-hmm. for for a lot of people in, you know, pre 80s people, whatever, mm-hmm. like their thing is always like, I'll find God or I'll talk to my preacher. How? <laughs> so this is almost an anomaly to hear mm-hmm. of your mm-hmm. your generation, of your experience, really not even diving into the pool of mental therapy. But I mean, you're going to the abyss of it. You're going to the deepest level of it. So. What was it? What was the moment that told you that my mental health has to be uh, addressed in and handled this way, as opposed to right away? I do consider <laughs> that I, I do consider organized religion as a vice akin to gambling, sex, drugs. Let me, let me say this to you. Yeah, there's a line in the movie I did, Karina, Karina. Where the another where classic. the little 
the little girl says, these people believe, I'm paraphrasing, but they said these people believe in God. And the people that, somebody that said it was Jewish. And the question that was asked by a child was, she said, why do these people sing about this? And the mother said, because it makes them feel good. And the little girl said, what's wrong with that? Mother said, oh, I guess nothing. Look, <clears throat> if you want to be an organized religion, that's okay. Let people do what they want to do. That's what gets me through life to allow, allow others to be where they are. What you going to do? Go and make them a Buddhist? Go and make them a Muslim? You going to make them? What are you going to do? Once again, once again, pay attention to yourself. Everybody on this planet has one job and one job only, self-care. Mm. And if you need to cry to Jesus to do that, then you go on and cry to Jesus. But allow other people to cry to whoever the hell they want to cry to. That's what I don't like about religion. Everybody thinks their religion is the best one. So I don't believe in that. Leave people alone. Leave people alone. If they want to work, you let them worship Jesus. Let them work a Buddha or a Muhammad or Allah. Let people do who, what the fuck they want to do. I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I searched every religion in this world. I have been down the road less travel. And when I got to the end, there was nothing but a big ass mirror. Mm -hmm. You Shit. cannot run wherever you run. You will meet yourself. Mm. So there's no running. And I told them on the breakfast club, I got money to run. <laughs> and you can't even run. <laughs> you right. can't run. You can't. Don't ask me. Don't ask me for now. I'm like, uh, what's his name? The baby I love. Uh, Dave Chappelle. I'm rich, bitch. But don't ask me for shit. <laughs> All right. There you go. What do you say to him, uh, to even like to what on Amir's question, like you're leading the pack of your generation in that way. Like he said, like you're, it is kind of special. Do you see in the difference in the generational, how we're now using words and, and have vocabulary for things that we didn't have before? When, when I went, uh-huh, I got you. When I went on the road with the mother black Hollywood, because it was my journey through bipolar disorder, I was able to feel uh, not only the temperature, but the temperament of the United States. I went all over during the Trump era. People are starting to wake up. I was very pleased. They're starting to get counseling in churches. They are starting to put more counseling in youth centers. Our children are falling apart. And I'm not the only woman in the world that cares. People are coming together. We are getting better. Everybody wanted to talk about the stigma. Yes, there is a stigma, but we are getting better. You see, my mother didn't have the Oprah Winfrey show. Okay? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. My mama didn't know nothing about mental illness. And yet, if someone were to ask me, I would say absolutely she was. I do believe that she was depressed. She had me when she was 26 years old, and I was her seventh child. Whoa. And she, was scrub and she was scrubbing white people's floors. You think she had time to give me affection? She was exhausted by the time I came along. Mm, mm, mm. Listen, Eve Ensler, who wrote the Vagina Monologues, 
She went all around the world. She went to Africa with the women that were having the their clitoris, clitorises, if it's clitoris, I, let, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a plural. I only have one. Uh, all right, I, uh, <laughs> all right. Wait a minute. I used to have three, but I just yeah. got one now. Now listen. <laughs> <laughs> Remember one of those first porn stars that bitch had too. When we just had, listen. Vanessa, don't God damn. <laughs> keep going. That's keep real. Going. You can have two. Wait a minute. That bitch had two clitorises. And she was the first. Why do I know Rio has two yes. Something like that. Something like that. It was funny. But it, let oh, me get wow. back to the okay, serious sorry. shit. Focus. I'm no, sorry. Let yeah. me get back to the serious shit. Uh, <laughs> listen. All I can say to you, I didn't I go into three clitoris, honey? Okay, I lost I in them clitorises. Fucking, I did too. I got lost. I need to find somebody to tell me where the clitorises is. It clitorises is. is Come on, clitoris. Jennifer. If you don't know, clitori, clitori, the clitori, clitori, the clitori. I have no and idea. That is our promo for this Jennifer Lewis right. episode. Now, you know, I'll come out of the bag with anything. I don't care. Multiple clitoris. We love yes, it. Yes, thank you. Did you look it up? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. When I was in uh, when I was in the Serengeti, uh, two little baby rhinoceroses thought I had some food, so they came over to me, and they just going like this, just a donkey, donkey, don. And they, I, when they saw I didn't have no food, they kind of donkey, donkey, don uh, away from me, and I start screaming. Hey, I never heard of Jenny Craig. I'll cuss out a rhinoceros, bitch. You hear me? And then I had to look up whether it was not rhinoceri because most of my oh, friends. Yeah, what are, is it? Wait a minute. Because wait a minute. Listen, because most of my friends are major intellectuals. I keep smart people around me, honey. You got listen, to. listen I can feel enough for everybody. You just tell me what the shit, what's going on. But here, but if I listen. If I'm going to stand in the Serengeti and cuss out two baby rhinoceroses, what do you think I'm going to do with the story of the clitoris? Get the fuck out of here. Let's go. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> who, who cusses out a rhinoceros? <laughs> so what you need to know is Jennifer Lewis will go anywhere. Ain't no shame in my game, baby. I'll do we anything to make people laugh. Is Because I'm also interested in your need to the world now mm -hmm. i i would have liked to have thought that i'm you know that i've i'm well traveled at least in my 30 years of, of touring the world and whatnot but mm -hmm. you've seen the airport the hotel and the venue. yeah i was going to say that i <laughs> still it. and i know i've done things that are special or whatnot like i'm um you know again post pandemic i am living life like I mean, not to the five minute rule. Once you said that, then I was like, oh, shit, I'm not doing shit with my life for you. How did you even organize or make a bucket list of the things that you wanted to do before you leave this plane called Earth? There was no bucket list. There was purpose. See, when I travel, I go into the trenches. I tell my private a guy to take me wherever they're not going. There you go. I want to talk to the people. When I was just in India, there were four people serving me one night. They had on their little beautiful chef hats, little white chef hats and their white mask. 
And I said to them, because I had come through the poverty of Agra, India, and I'd heard the stories of the untouchables oof, and the caste system. Mm. So I mm. went over to those four people that were cooking and I told them that I had, I came from that kind of poverty. And I looked at them, I said, you do know that you must rise up. Do you understand what I'm saying? I got a little nod from them. And then I said, one of you is Gandhi. And I walked away with my plate of falafel and purposefully went back to them dramatically, pointed to the girl and said, it's you. I said, and if it's not you, young lady, <laughs> you better goddamn make sure it's your daughter. And she sneaked over to me at my table. She took her chef hat off. She took her mask off and came over to me like she had been invited to that party, which you know was against the rules of the hotel. Mm -hmm. She stood over me and she said, I don't know your name, but I want to thank you. I will rise up, Miss Lewis. Because when she said that, I said, my name is Miss Lewis. Oh, come on down, Jesus. Mm. You see, I'll call Jesus when it's, because my mama called Jesus when things were good. You mm. understand? So I go into the trenches. There's a video going around of me talking about voting at Hollywood and Vine after I got my star. I didn't know I was being filmed. I was signing autographs. But when I get a bunch of kids in front of me, I'm gonna use that time. Whether I'm in India or Hollywood or Cambodia, show me where the people are suffering. Bring them to me. Like, oh, okay, so I'm in Argentina. And I tell my driver to take me to the real people. He said, oh, Miss Lewis, it's dangerous in there. I said, I don't care. Take me in. I got out of that car. All these kind of people were standing on the corner and everything. They looked over at me getting out of that SUV, that Mercedes. Eesh. But they saw the color of my skin. Oh! Oh, yeah. And some of them came over. Yeah. And I said to them, oh, honey, I'll use that celebrity. I said, y'all know who I am? I said, you watch television? I said, you know the show Fresh Prince? And that's when everybody wakes up because that shit is global. Right. <laughs> that show ain't just national and international. That shit's global. I was, right. in a 300, I was in a 350 year old glacier in, in Iceland and a bitch came up and said some shit about Fresh Prince. Really? Yeah, I'm like, God damn, girl, we're in a glacier. Get the fuck out of here before, the, before this ice come down. Fuck who I am. Let's get the fuck out of here before the ice come down. And keep your fucking voice down before you cause an avalanche. You tell yeah. her to keep her voice down. Now, that's funny. I think that's actually our clip. And, and wait a minute. This was after I right. sang Amazing This was after I sang Amazing Grace in the uh, wedding chapel that they had carved out in the ice. Oh, I bet that's it's wow. on, it's, on, it's on YouTube. You can actually hear that. That performance mm -hmm. is on YouTube. I sang Amazing Grace then. Wait a minute, y'all. The, 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 uh, the guide said, does anyone sing? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> Me and my friend went, bitch, you ain't said nothing but a word. We went up there. 
I went up to an ice podium and blasted that shit out. And I haven't released it yet, but I sang Amazing Grace in the Angkor Thom in Cambodia, one of the great temp- old ancient temples. Wow. And wow. then I sang it in uh, the Valley of Petra. I always get out and do a little something and leave my singing voice in those canyons and in those mountain range. But I will tell you this, I didn't sing Amazing Grace up in the Himalayas. I got the fuck out of there before my lungs burst at 11,000 feet. You can believe that shit, (laughs) fuck Amazing Grace. (laughs) I had the fuck out of there. I don't think we've ever had an episode. We're 45 minutes into this episode and I'm thinking to myself, I don't even even want to talk about the creative side of Jennifer Lewis, like the show is more about like the creative light, but listen to this. <laughs> I just, oh. I just love, I just, I just, I just love quest. I love quest. I get my own song. I love, I just love Quest. Is that like just just him now? Is that what that means? Yeah, I'll, I'll share that. That's for you, Pumpkin. <laughs> hey. Ponte and Laia. I'll give you. I didn't think it was Ron's with the Quest. Just Every, everyone is the best. On this show. Yes, best. Love Thank best. you. I shall keep that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We're pausing it there for now. After that serenade, I, you know, needed a minute. So Jennifer Lewis, you know, lively, real, and raw as anyone has ever been on Questlove Supreme. And I think she may have cussed more than any guest, including Jesus and Miro. All right, you heard me say it in the episode, but you see why I call this one of the best QLS conversations ever. So we expect you back next week for part two. And make sure you pre-order Jennifer's second book, Walking in My Joy in the Streets. And uh, I believe that's August 30th. Just like this combo. All right. See y'all next week. What's Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.